the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on this hump day. Super glad to have you guys here with me. Before I get to Financial Thought Doctor, a.k.a. Fighting Meadows, a.k.a. Dave Elhoff, how many names does the dude have? Before I get to him, I want to read a couple little emails. Um, always feel free to email me anytime at Andrea K. Show. Um, I don't know what this sound is going on back here. Always uh, feel free to email me anytime at AndreaKShow.com. Also, 888-344-1170, anytime you want to give us a call. Um, here is from Mo. Just got our SDG&E bill. Too old, retired, limited uh, income. So cold, we've used the heat $1,000. $1,000. Thanks to, to the demented um, blankety-blank occupying the White House. May he and all the rest of them burn in H-E double tooth, uh, toothpicks. Sooner the better. Um, Jesse Kelly just played recording of three ex-presidents. Missed most of it. Pushing the shot. Bush, Clinton, and, um, well, I'm sure that was uh, W as well. May the good Lord watch over us. Uh, thank you for that email. Perfect email, by the way, that just came in. Perfect email to talk to uh, Dave Elhoff, Financial Thought Doctor, with. Hello, Fighting Meadows, Financial Thought doctor glad to have you back with me tonight dynamite how are you good to be back well i'm uh, I'm, I'm feeling bad but this is this is it and it's only going to get worse here we've got a couple seniors a thousand dollars for their sdg and e bill elhoff this is just yeah. really really crazy times right now for people but they want to cut people's natural gas ak yeah right your thoughts financial thought doctor on seniors and cost of living right now well, it's very difficult, particularly those who are fixed income. Maybe many of these people are Social Security only. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's very difficult. Uh, you got to stay warm. Yeah. I feel for them. I actually feel for them. And it, it is really something that could have been avoidable. Two years ago, if we weren't to shut down our dependency or our independency of oil and gas that were sitting on top of the solution, then we wouldn't be in this predicament. 
No. And while they're waging a war literally against our energy sector here, our natural resources, he's going over and, you know, hat in hand to Saudi Arabia and cooking up, you know, uh, Venezuela. You know, I mean, everybody else can drill for oil and we're buying. We still have to buy it because we're, we're a nation that depends on on gas and the oil industry. We just can't use any of our resources here. So everybody's having to pay out their hiney. And in the case of seniors on a fixed income, it's it's devastating, and I'm just grateful that this listener who who emailed me is in San Diego because you know they're seniors in. We've had a horrible winter so far, and you know we've probably got seniors freezing to death across this country because they can't pay their they they can't pay for their their utility bills. Um, there was another story today. Got to shift gears a little bit away from. Um, uh, inflation because the IRS has been in the news. The Republican Party um, uh, uh, passed a bill. It, you know, all spending comes from the House, and the House now that we have the majority said no, we're not going to give any extra money uh, to fund eighty-seven thousand new agents for the IRS. So that was really good news, wasn't it? Oh, of course it was good news. But I tell you something: there is a silver lining to this. No one ever expected that. Yes. The Republican-controlled House can pass a bill like that, but because we didn't have the red wave, and the Senate is in full control of the Democrats, and the White House has Democrats, nothing is going to take place. The good news about that, AK, is this. It's highly unlikely they're going to change anything. (laughs) <laughs> well, but there, but that, well, but I don't know. I mean, the House, uh, the, the, you know, all spending comes from the House. So if the House of Representatives said, no, we're not going to fund 87,000 new agents, it doesn't get funded. Uh, the, now they're talking about um, reforming the tax code and going to um, a, a flat tax, evidently. Uh, Carter actually introduced the, uh, um, Buddy Carter from Georgia reintroduced a bill Monday that would replace the federal tax structure with a national consumption tax that would lead to the elimination of the IRS. Um, you know, uh, we, and we also have new IRS tax brackets out right now. What are your thoughts in terms of what would be better sticking with the current kind of tax structure we have right now? And of course, I'm asking you this in general, or do you think a consumption tax would be better for the average consumer? What are your thoughts there, the average American? Well, you know, the thing is this, AK, is that the tax brackets are being expanded, meaning that very likely people are going to get a little bit more money to spend, but that's going to be eaten up by inflation. Mm -hmm. But a flat tax, when it sounds like a great idea, if you take a look at it, the the reason why people think that it's such a good idea is because it's like you can't tax those people that are doing crime like drug dealers and and they're constantly laundering they don't pay tax right but you can get it when they buy their lipstick and their other stuff right yeah <laughs> yeah it's a way to tax uh get tax revenue from people that are that are not paying taxes right whether it's criminal activity like you know drugs or fentanyl or if it's just like construction people just you know um paying their workers under the table i get that but then also it takes away the opportunity to do write offs so in the end how do you see it would you see that as a net 
positive to go to a flat tax or a net negative? Uh, probably a net negative because uh, you, there's been studies done out there. And under present conditions, they're going to raise more revenue under the present tax laws than under a flat tax. Now, I haven't seen one recently, but when this first came back many years ago, there's been many studies on this. And, uh, you know, if you stop and think about it, there's a lot of people other than the IRS being put out of business, tax attorneys, tax accountants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in fact, uh, one of my best friends is a a controller in a company. She'd be out of of business if they went to a flat tax because their entire career is is, uh, taking care of the taxes for large companies. Um, You know, I I think one of the reasons why people like the idea is that it's so stressful. We are now into tax season right now. I know lots of people that start getting their taxes done in January. People already working on it right now. And it's incredibly, it's incredibly stressful. Um, The tax forms, if many people, small business owners can't afford to hire, uh, you know, big tax firms, and they got to try to figure it out on their own. And it's complicated. And the IRS is so aggressive. It's the only agency or department that we have. Well, it's not a department, the only agency we have that gets to consider you guilty until proven innocent. And it's incredibly, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible when they come knocking on your door. It's incredibly frightening. So there's a lot of people that they like the idea of it being simplified. But I, I think that to me, my impression is it would be a net negative. Net negative. Yeah. Um, I, and, and I think that for low-income people that aren't paying any taxes at all, here's something that a lot of low-income people, they don't understand because they're fed false narratives all the time from the mainstream media. They want to tell you that the Donald Trumps of the world, the one percenters of the world don't pay any tax, right? And yeah. why doesn't Donald Trump pay the same taxes as a school teacher kind of nonsense? And the reality is, is a flat tax is going to hurt the low-income people a heck of a lot more than the upper people because they're already paying a boatload of consumption tax every time they buy a Porsche, right? Exactly right. Every time they they buy, yeah, I sent you that cartoon uh, by Gilbert. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it's interesting. It's called the Beaver. There's beavers nipping at his wallet and saying, "I I don't want it all. I just want to chew around the edges." <laughs> I, I did get and that. <laughs> and Gilbert says to him, "Can I ignore you?" Only if you don't buy anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, I got to ask you your thoughts in these classified documents since you are, you know, former military. What do you think about Joe Biden hiding, stealing all these classified documents everywhere? Oh, and he was calling out uh, Trump not too long ago. He was saying, how can someone be so irresponsible? Listen, I was a classified material control officer in the Navy squadron. And if I misplace a classified document, they had, they would have me being in Leavenworth making little ones out of big ones. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I do know what you're saying. In fact, it's funny. I'm now I'm flashing on a time when mama, you know, my mother worked for the federal government for many years. She worked for a JAG officer one time, Emil Stepanovich, I think his name was. How's that for a memory? I think I was seven. <laughs> so anyway, she was working for this guy, Emil, and she, uh, daddy picks her up and and it's Friday after at Friday evening, and she's already off base. And she begins wondering whether or not she put a classified document of, of uh, back in the safe, 
before yep. she left. And she spent the entire, I will never forget it. She spent the entire weekend scared to death, shaking, wondering whether or not she put it back in the safe. Because if she didn't, and it was discovered, and she wasn't able to, because it was secured, she couldn't get back on base to check on it. And I, I will never forget my mama spending the entire weekend afraid that she was going to go in, in federal prison for one piece of paper that she might have left on her desk instead of putting it in, in, in the safe. And yet, yeah. so so to think that Joe Biden is out here stealing them and then putting them in a place that's that's at some school, some think tank that's funded by the Chinese Communist Party, dude should already be in Leavenworth. Well, I tell you, it, it, a lot of people don't understand that. It only becomes a problem when Donald Trump leaves a mm-hmm. document out there. But Hillary Clinton, uh, anyone on the left, it's no big deal. I don't get it because it's it's not a two way street, a one way street. No. Um, yeah, we we yeah. I don't know if you heard that the GOP is now um, got their new select committee that's going to be investigating the FBI and the um, weaponization of the of the FBI and the DOJ, and that's a huge part of why we have a two tiered. That well, I mean, that is the reason why we have a two tiered, you know, justice system because it's all geared now to persecute and prosecute anybody that has an opposing viewpoint, and we need to start seeing some some heads roll. Because, you know, yeah, I, you know, you were the classified officer and you would have been in Leavenworth, just like Christian Saucier, who was a sailor who had six photos on his phone. And he yeah. was yanked away from his wife and his infant child and thrown into, I guess it was Leavenworth in Kansas for 18 months and lost all of his benefits, lost everything, completely destroyed at a time in which Hillary Clinton was transferring um, SEI docs around the world to the point to where we had operatives that had to be yanked out of the ground, off the ground in Yemen, that were involved in special operations going on in Yemen because they they were um, they were made. I think I think her classified information blew the operation wide open. Um, so um, they they you know it's it's so politicized that it, it's scary for anybody to be in the military, let alone be on the field out in the field anywhere doing special ops, right? Well, it it is, especially if they're losing, losing or misplacing or sharing these documents with someone that's got a target on these operatives in the field. Yeah. So I just don't get it. I I can't understand why we don't take it serious. It is a serious problem, and having that stuff out there, folks, it's our security. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this is our security, the United States security. Meanwhile, um, you know, all they seem to care about we, is, you know, this push in their crazy LBGTQ XYZ agenda, except except they seem to care about Ukraine. Right. In fact, I heard Skins told me today, I didn't know this, that Zelensky, they brought I don't watch Hollywood, you know, award shows. So I had no idea and watch the Golden Globes. But evidently. Ukraine President Zelensky was he was he uh, was he there at the Golden Globe skins or was he just gave it like no, a recorded I don't know speech? If it was a live feed, but there was at least a video package. What the yeah. huh? Why? Yeah. I, I guess the war is so bad in Ukraine, or, or uh, that it, it, in spite of it being so bad in Ukraine, Zelensky speaking at an award show in Hollywood. What the huh? Well, you know who introduced him, AK? Oh yeah, Sean Penn. Penn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One of my least favorites. 
<sighs> that uh, punk, that punk. That's the same. Is is that the same Sean Penn that was down cozying up to Hugo Chavez down to Venezuela? Uh huh. Yeah. All over the place with the socialists out there. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. I mean, and you look at the guy, he's a scary looking dude. I I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, it's clear that this is that this is uh, you know that that it's not on the up and up that this isn't about us having a, a, a military national security or any interest in Ukraine besides socialism and the new world order and the great reset when Hollywood is on board with it. If Hollywood's on board with it, I'm not. And that's the litmus test. And I think that we can know. Uh, all right. Dave Elha, financial thought doctor. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. 619-548-0965. Give me a call, text me, or go to my uh, website. There's a lot of valuable videos there that you can learn a little bit about the strategies you have. Because, folks, the traditional financial planning is not working for you because... Wait, 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 wait. Hey, say that again. We lost you for a second. You said traditional planning isn't working for you. That's correct, because the formula they use, money over time at a rate of return equals what you're going to have. Um, number one, the money fluctuates in value, so that's not a good input. Time is the only thing that's constant, but most people have wasted time, and once you've wasted it, you can never get it back. No. Rate of return, average rate of returns don't work because if you have any down years in there, the average rate of return is less than what you're really getting. And you need to know this, folks. You've you got to have a conversation with someone that's going to talk to you about strategies, not about accumulation. Because not an issue of accumulation is buying power. Put $500 away for 30 years, you're going to have 250000 After taxes, inflation, you've got $82,000 Buying power. Well, you know, your phone's cutting out a little bit. It sounds like you're saying for 500, you put away $500 a month for 30 years and you get over 200 grand and after taxes, that's 80 something thousand. I think if I got the numbers right, I may be off. But to think that you can have that kind of return on just $500 a month. And what I really want is, is I know people that are trying to plan for their retirement, that you've got to look think outside the box and not traditional so that you're not sitting back unable to pay your utility bills. Because I hate where uh, people are, are at right now, um, particularly those, uh, and and even if even you know if you're not thirty, especially if you don't have lots of time left, you've got to be thinking outside of the box and working with somebody like Elhoff who can help you come up with strategy. Give your number out one more time: six one nine five four eight zero nine six five. Have a conversation with me, and we can get you started down the right path. Thank you for being here, my man. Take it easy. You too. All right. I've- Bye, hon. All right, now you guys come on back. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. We've got some some uh, border news to share with you. Guess who's already cooking up an amnesty plan for illegal aliens? Uh-huh. We're going to share that with you when we come back from the break. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. 
I'm just seeing that there was a flight from Honolulu uh, to San Diego forced to divert to uh, Los Angeles because of mechanical issues. Um, Why would it be closer to go to L.A. than San Diego? I don't understand that. Help me out there. All these flight issues. So so many fly. I'm almost scared to fly anywhere right now. Would you? If you, it, it, would you be comfortable going to the airport right now? Not right now. No, no way. I'd be afraid I'd get stranded. That yeah, that's my main thing that I would worry about whether or not I was going to get stranded. All right. Um, let's talk border, shall we? Because Biden finally went to the border after after uh, over two years. But Andrea, there's no border crisis. Well, of course not. Well, and especially um, after they've cleaned it up and gotten rid of all the evidence uh, before Joe Biden actually went to the border. Um, in fact, <laughs> this clip is so hilarious. Uh, when Skins and I listened to Corrine Jean-Bihar say this earlier today, we were like... <laughs> Really, we get the point of being a diversity hire. We get where they're at, but it's just at least, at least with Kareem Jean Pierre, it doesn't. It, it, unlike the diversity hire of what's his face, Pete Buttigieg, at least we don't have people stranded as a result. And and because transportation is really serious here, the only the only person that gets hurt with, with her diversity hire is herself um, because of how ridiculous and stupid she sounds. Because she is stupid, and in this clip, she's trying to just justify the fact that Joe Biden finally goes to the border and never spoke to a single illegal alien while he was there. And wait till you hear her explanation why. Skins, please play clip three. And just one more. Why didn't President Biden want to see what's really going on at the border? He did see exactly what's going on at the border. He didn't talk to any migrants and he didn't go anywhere that people actually cross illegally. Why not? But he also, but he met, uh, he went to the, the Migrant Center, which was a, a critical, place, critical place to be when you think about the partners uh, who, who are uh, our partners who are helping uh, support uh, the migrants on the ground there. Uh, there happened to be no migrants at the facility at the time that he visited. But let's, but let's. Because El Paso has been crushed. The shelters are full. There are overflow migrants sleeping in the streets. And then it's just a coincidence that suddenly the president shows up and. Well, let me talk about what's going on in El Paso, right? El Paso uh, did go down significantly prior to the president's visit uh, by about 70%. Well, let's stop right and there. That's a, it went down 70% prior to his visit. What is she talking about? Uh, they had literally had to go through with a huge, I don't even know how they got all the illegal aliens off the streets, right? Did they use some kind of massive scooper, like a like a big, what are those called, heavy, heavy piece of heavy equipment, kind of like a snow plow to scoop them all up? I mean, how how stupid does she think that we are? Like, we haven't seen the videos of what's going on down there and the thousands and thousands. I think, was it recently 7,000 people a day coming across? The gall of her to say that the reason why Joe Biden didn't talk to, and by the way, shame on Ducey. They're not migrants. They're not coming to this country legally. They're illegal aliens in this country. And I'm so sick and tired of people playing the game and going along with the word games of the left. But I, I digress. Um, so he doesn't speak to a single uh, illegal alien when he's down there. And it's because the migra- there wasn't any, she says, that there's no illegal aliens in the migrant facilities. What? How dumb do these people think that we are? Where where did they go? Did they put them all up up at all the Ritz Carlton's all over Texas? Because they had they were uh, the reason why the streets were flooded with illegal aliens sleeping everywhere is because the migrant facilities, the illegal alien facilities, were full, full. 
And of course, Joe Biden, she says she goes on to explain where he went to a port of entry. That's not where they're flooding in. Can you handle more? I don't know. Do I have to? Do you want to play more? Carry it's entertaining. on. All right, continue. We've seen the, the numbers go down. And that is something that uh, we should be saying, okay, that's a good job there. Uh, it has helped ease pressure all across the community, but the present visit uh, uh, had nothing to do with it. Uh, and so, look, again, uh, we went to, he went to a migrant center. Uh, he went to one of the busiest port of entry, which is in El Paso. Uh, and uh, and so the president got to see. He went to the border. He got to see for himself, talking to. We've always been very clear that we were going to. He was going to talk to the people on the ground. Okay, uh, I got to stop there. <laughs> yeah, okay. take no more. If it went, if it went from seven thousand people crossing over a day down to five thousand, that's their idea of it going down in a victory. It's kind of like when gas prices went from six fifty a gallon here in San Diego down to five, and they're like, oh, look what Joe Biden is do, doing to bring down gas prices that's the play that they're that she's trying to shove on us here all the normalization game yeah and it's so insulting to us and by the way when she's talking about you saw him meet with partners on the ground who is she referring to the salvation army guy that he went up to and started talking to about how he had been in the secret service over in ukraine this is just it's, I can't listen to her anymore. Let, let's get to it, it, and it gets even worse from there because now we have who remembers the Gang of Eight? Remember years ago when George W. Bush was in office, Mister Compassionate Conservative, and his idea of dealing with the border crisis was to give amnesty, and he and he had his little Gang of Eight, which included Marco Rubio at the time, trying to help push through an amnesty bill. Bill and the Republicans stood up against it, right? Well, now we got another Gang of Eight including a group of eight senators, visited the U.S.-Mexico border. And you might be surprised at a couple of the Republicans here that are now a part of the solution here. Could you, we, we just got, how can we fix this? I know. Let's just make it easier for people to become citizens. And by the way, how is it, Skins, that it, talking amnesty for the illegal aliens that bum-rushed our house and broke down our front door, how is that going to solve the problem when it's only going to be a carrot that gets dangled to invite more to come here? But these eight senators visited the U.S.-Mexico border and started promoting amnesty for millions into legislation geared at, quote, cutting illegal immigration. Let me tell you who's in this group. John Cornyn, Republican of Texas. Tom Tillis, Republican of North Carolina. Jerry Moran, Republican of Kansas. And James Lankford, Republican of Oklahoma. I actually saw James Lankford speak at a, at, at a faith and family conference in 2016 uh, back in D.C. And I'm absolutely convinced that he's a Christian. Um, but that doesn't make him right on policy. There's nothing. There's nothing Christ-centered in destroying the United States of American of America by allowing illegal aliens to bum, bum rush our country, by allowing human traffickers, child traffickers, drug runners, and more come into this country. This is this is not compassionate conservatism. When America is completely destroyed and there's nothing left for anybody, we are the the country that has provided the greatest humanitarian aid and the greatest military aid since our country's inception. Yeah, by far. By far. 
And we are on the brink of economic complete destruction. And this is insane. John Cornyn from Texas, down there pushing amnesty. The system isn't working any longer, and it's time for us to come together, Republicans and Democrats, and find a better path forward. The problem isn't the system. The problem is, is our laws are not being enforced at our border. We have a right to not let anybody into this country that we don't want in. If we want to have no migrants into our country, if we want to allow, and, and, and that includes, and when I say migrants, I mean legal. We have a right to halt any immigration into this country. And we did after World War II. We called a halt to it. And that's what we should be doing right now. There should be no, there should be no um, refugees brought in here. We should, have, we should have a big, fat, beautiful wall and it's armed. We should have our U.S. military at the border. We need, what we need is a deportation force. We need to be going around and, and, and gathering up anybody who came into this country illegally. And I don't want to hear any more about dreamers. Somebody used a great analogy about dreamers years ago. They said if, 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 a, if a, a, a movie... If a movie theater found out that a bunch of teenagers and kids were sitting inside watching a free movie at a movie theater, they'd get them up and they'd move them out. That's what needs to happen in this country. Because the the American dream belongs to those that are in this country legally. Not those that have broken in. My American dream, if I, if I own a home and, my, and that's part of my American dream, somebody gets to break down the door and because they broke down the door and got inside gets to stay there? No. No. Round them up. Get them out. And don't call me uncompassionate. Because let me tell you, and, and I think that most of Americans would be on board with this. Because the, this, this is the kind of destruction that has us, part of the reason why we're 30-something trillion dollars in debt, our schools destroyed and beyond, is because of this kind of nonsense. Going to take a break. Can we come back? There's a story out of San Francisco. I'm curious what you guys think about. There was a gallery owner that took his hose and started wetting down a a, a homeless person in front of his gallery. And some people are saying he's got a right to do it because it's his property being destroyed. And other people say it was inhumane. I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. We're going to talk about it when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Going to read a couple comments here on the Facebook live stream. Elaine says, I'm going to wait and see on Kevin. The great news is that Swalwell, Schiff, and Omar are no longer on their respective committees. Absolutely. Agree with you that. Uh, we talked about that earlier. She also says, just wait. Now that R's are in charge of the House by a very slim margin, the Dems will blame the R's for the, quote, border crisis. I absolutely agree with you there. Sylvester says he agrees uh, about a deportation uh, force of illegals, 100%. Um, I always love when people agree with me. What do you? Uh, here's a question for you guys. Do you agree with this? Call your Gwen. He's the owner of Foster Gwen Gallery in uh, the in San Francisco's upscale Jackson Square neighborhood, and he was caught on video as he hosed down. Um, a homeless woman uh, to get her to move off the sidewalk. It was not some, you know. Uh, Firemen like the high pressure, um, but he, she, he t- 
put a hose on her. He, you know, hosed her down with she water. She was on his property? She was out front of his gallery. And, you know, and basically she had set up, you know, shop there in front of his gallery. And you could hear, I couldn't exactly hear everything that she was saying when I watched the video, but you could tell that she was mentally ill. And, um, and he was tell and, and I could hear him telling her, you know, move, you know, get out of here. And, um, he, he, he said that, um, the whole community has failed her, that it's not, that it's, you know, he admitted he hosed her down to get her off his sidewalk, but his story is that the whole community has failed her. He said the whole neighborhood is part of the situation. He said the police force is part of the situation. The city and the social services is a part of the situation. There have been repeated attempts to try to help this woman who is psychotic. He said there's absolutely nothing that can be done. They'll take her to a shelter. They will turn her out in two days. They'll take her to the hospital. They will release her within a day. Um... Uh, you know, I, I mean, I do think it's it's harsh, and I got to tell you, as as uh, I, I watching it, there was a part of me that's like, gosh, you see a human being being hosed, but uh, at the same time, um, you know, he's tried to get her out of there, and you know, he's a he's a business owner. This is his livelihood. You look at him, and he looks like in his seventies. You know, San Francisco is one of the most expensive places to live. Obviously, as a, as a gallery owner, it's, you know, a luxury item. People don't want to have to step over and deal with homeless people to go into a business. And this sounds stupid, but we've got a new Dunkin' Donuts that opened up in La Jolla. And the outside, uh, right outside, was a homeless man who set up. And I mean, like, a full little house there. It wasn't just a homeless guy sitting there. And he had so much crap sitting outside and so much uh, of, like, a setup that I wouldn't go in. Because especially when you know that this is not somebody who's just economically challenged, but somebody who's psychotic, and then they're a danger. They're dangerous. And as a woman, I'm not going to walk past it. I am not going to go into a business that has psychotic homeless people parked outside. And I actually thought about calling Dunkin' Donuts because they hadn't been open very long, thinking, what are you doing letting this person sit outside? They're going to ruin your business. But I don't know who owns the sidewalk there. This is a problem. And I know, Skins, that we've had this debate before that the idea of forcibly committing people to getting help is not something that you like because it's an infringement on their freedom. But what about the freedom of the rest of us to be able to walk freely without being threatened, to have a business owner not have his business infringed upon? We've got, you know, San Diego is one of the most expensive places to live. One bedroom apartments are up to three grand. You know where, where the cheapest place is now pretty much to rent an apartment in San Diego? Downtown. Why? Because the homeless population is so bad, people don't want to have to step through them to go into their apartment building it's dangerous because so many of them are the majority are drug addicted and mentally ill and i see them around here in our neighborhood when the trolley here in the utc area opened the first on the first day that the trolley opened a security guard at the mall here was stabbed it's dangerous do you guys think it was too harsh do you think that he had the right to do what he did 888-344-1170. What do you think about it, Skins? Your thoughts? Uh, I, I I need to process it because, is, and it's, 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 I mean, if he had asked them to move and they didn't move, then yeah, pro- probably okay because it, obviously it's, it's his business right there. Back to what you were just talking about. It's For me, it's a very slippery slope with government being able to uh, commit people for being homeless. You give them an inch, they take a mile. Some people are calling for him to be uh, prosecuted for assault. Um, 
I don't think, you know, I got to think about it. I got to process it. I got to think about it because something has to be done and the authorities aren't doing it. Uh, Some people are like, this dude probably votes Democrat, right? He probably still isn't connecting the dots between the fact that all the issues that are going on are probably as a direct result of his votes and people like him. And you know what? He's got a point. They got a point there. Um, It's a problem. Somebody said, I feel sorry for the tenant. I feel sorry for the lady, but police have come out one time and he says there's nothing they, they can do. So I'm curious what you guys think. 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to take your calls. I see him ringing. People wanting to weigh in. We'll take your calls when we come back. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking about the story out of San Francisco. Everybody's talking about this gallery owner hosed a woman down. And I was just reading a couple comments on the Facebook live stream before we go to the phones. And uh, uh, a, a friend of mine, I'm not sure if I should say her name. Well, Yasmin, she says she probably needed to be hosed down. <laughs> they stink to high heaven. <laughs> Thanks for the giggles, Yasmin. I appreciate it. She also says the homeless have become brazen and are dangerous. Yes, some of them are downright scarier than a horror movie. I've seen that around here in the neighborhood. Brian's on the phone. He wants to weigh in on this story. He's got something he wants to say about it. Hey, Brian from Santee. Hi, Andrea. Thanks. Your shows are awesome. I really enjoy them. Super entertaining. I can't even listen to hardly any more because yours are so good. Oh, thank Um, you. But I, I totally support this business owner. I, I feel like the, you know, the lawlessness we have now that these, unfortunately, these homeless and mentally unstable people are, in, they, I think they know that they're entitled and, you know, they can get away with it. And I think that this business owner has every right to do anything he can do to, you know, help pr- save his business, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, for people saying that it was battery or it was assault, I'm not an attorney. I don't know criminally if it was, but I could understand somebody just being so frustrated with this day after day after day, having mentally ill people camped outside of his business and watching his livelihood be drained away. I, you know, and, and if this the worst thing that he did was put some water on her um, when she probably might have needed a shower, you know, if that's the worst thing that he did. I think he's pretty dang patient. And and even if he if he brought it upon himself by voting Democrat, um, and, and it's still, you know, the yeah. it, you know, I, I, the, you've got to I mean, he's powerless. He's powerless because you can call the police and they don't do anything about it. And social services doesn't do anything about it because uh, because the Democrats don't care. You know, Nancy Pelosi rides her limousine uh, from door to door and she doesn't have to. The, the the elites never have to live under the weight of their own policies. Right. They're not the ones yeah. having to step over this or have to deal with this. And, you know, it's just a shame. And I feel bad for him. And the guy looks like he's in his 70s himself and he's probably struggling to pay the bills. Right. Yeah, so, I, I would be frustrated. Yeah, I don't I don't. I haven't seen it. All I, this is the first time I've heard of it is on your show. But, yeah, I, w- I would be frustrated as the guy, you know. I mean, just like, you know, I've seen a lot of these videos that 
I don't know if you saw that uh, guy in that restaurant that, you know, shot that guy that came in that robbed all those people. You know, like you said, everybody's taking the law in their own hands because nobody's helping us anymore because they can't because their hands are tied. Right. And then I heard that that I think that was in Texas. I heard that they're looking whether they're trying to decide whether or not to charge him when all he did was defend himself and his fellow patrons. When somebody comes an armed robber comes in and now and, and he shoots the armed robber and now he's considered the bad guy. That's insane. Yeah, well, that's that's the world today. It's pretty sad. I know it is. You well, have to do it without being seen on video anymore. Unfortunately, from a good guy, you know, it's it's the law-abiding people that get into trouble now. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is really sad. Well, that's that's the that's the game plan for the Democrats, right? Where we can have Black Lives Matter and Antifa burning down cities, but you know, somebody who walks into the Capitol after the Capitol Police open the doors and stands behind velvet ropes gets five years. Uh, I mean, this is this this is where we're at, Brian. Uh, no, it's really sad. Well, your show is awesome. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me on your show. And uh, I really enjoy your shows. And thank you. Thanks for calling in. Okay, um, Andrea. Thanks. Take re- t- take it easy, Brian. Uh, reading a couple more comments here. Frankie says free showers. <laughs> I love that. Um, Elaine says it is civil battery is the legal definition. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and I and I. She also says, until there is regime change in California, nothing is going to change. Absolutely. And we had an opportunity that, you know, the, the recall passed, recall Gavin Newsom. And Skins and I have said many times, some people have said that we didn't have enough turnout. That, it, it, that um, who was it who said, if it's not close, they can't cheat? Hugh Hewitt. Hugh Hewitt says if it's if it's not close, they can't cheat. Absolutely, I think that there was there was fraud going on in the recall election. So much election. truth to that statement. Yeah, I, I think there was a fraud in the recall election of Gavin Newsom, but I also think that not enough Republicans came out to vote. I think part of the problem we have in California is that people have given up. A lot of Republicans have given up thinking. Well, you look, you look at the other side of that, Andrea. Past the yes no vote, Larry Elder by far got the most votes of any Republican. It would have been an interesting matchup. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that we didn't have enough Republicans come out to vote. And I think that one of the things that we should recognize from the midterms where some Democrats lost and we had some Republican wins like Kevin Kiley is this state. You know, we can turn the state around, but it's going to have to be people getting based upon people at the local level getting active. And, we, you know, we don't have enough people even coming out to vote, let alone uh, running for office. Right. We had in San Diego County alone, 140 seats where Democrats were running unopposed. It's no, you can't be complaining about it if you're not willing to do anything about it. it then we're no better than the San Francisco gallery owner who's probably been voting Democrat. We got to get active. Turn this state around. I know you guys are ready. You're ready to stay in the battle. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow night, Friday Eve, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Email me at andreakshow.com. Peace out. See you all tomorrow. Love you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.